My allergies are like brutal right now. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics around the pit. Well, we had the announcement last week by Messy Mike that that was his last show. Very sad. Bittersweet to see him go. We've uh, gone through a lot to, you know, bring this to what it is and build it up and I, uh, you know, thanked him last week and have to thank him again for everything. You know, we made an incredible team and <clears throat> brought a lot of content out there on different levels and introduced new products and new people. And, um, you know, no, no, I don't know, no, not a nice way to put this, but, you know, the show, uh, show must go on. That's what they say in show business. <clears throat> and I am, uh, Happy to announce that the position of co-host is going to be filled by former guest, twice, uh, and good friend of ours, good friend of mine, Greg DiGiorgio, the barbecue broker. So good to be here. Welcome to the team, brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, cheers. Cheers, man. (laughs) I'll drink to that. Right? Really good to be here. I'm really excited. Um... I've watched the show for a while, and um, you guys have a great, you know, built a great thing here, and I'm, uh, I'm great to be a part, I'm happy to be a part of it now, I really am, and to officially collaborate, Pit Life Barbecue and the New England Pitmasters, which is a group that I help uh, run with. And uh, I'm an admin, Kevin admin and also. We help run, yep, yep um, with Kevin and Chris and a, a bunch of other, uh, other guys, and it's happy to have this official collaboration, so to speak, happen. I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. Oh, absolutely. We're going to get this rocking. But I'm very excited today. We Even are being so. joined today by a good friend of mine, and now be a good friend of yours. It's going to be a good this. friend of mine, no matter if it's oh, a, yeah, if we'll, we'll get you. Oh, yeah, we'll get you in with all the boys. <laughs> today, we are being joined by good friend Elton Matthews, better known as the Dogfather oh, yeah. from the Dogfather's Barbecue page on YouTube. Elton, you there, brother? I'm here, man. What's going on, fellas? All right. You know, okay, okay. Don't get go. Don't give me the what's going on, fellas. Come on, <laughs> give me the line, brother. What's cracking? Yeah, ah! baby. What's <laughs> cracking? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for taking time out and uh, and joining us for a little uh, chewing the fat today. Glad to be here, man. Glad nice. to be here. Good, good, good. So, anybody who doesn't know you, um. You know, where you're from, how'd your barbecue journey start, what led you to uh, YouTube? All right, well, you know, hey, man, I've been barbecuing since, man, since I was a kid, really, you know. I grew up with my dad and and my mom grilling on the back patio, and, you know, that's kind of how it started. Uh, Progressed to the fact, you know, after I I moved to Austin, I grew up in Killeen, you know, I was an army brat. And so I moved to, to Austin. 
and, uh, you know, did some electronic school and whatnot. And when I, I moved down here, you know, I was that guy that was uh, breaking all the rules in the apartment complex, having my barbecue grill on the patio. And I, I remember one year, it was my birthday. We had a little party, had a grill going on the third floor <laughs> of an apartment building on the patio, on the balcony. And Love it. Got busted by the management, and uh, literally, we had my friends over. I said, hold up, popped it open, flipped the, the meat over, closed it. We picked it up. It was one of those 55-gallon barrels, you know, that's uh, horizontal. Yeah. We ran it, moved all the furniture out of the way. We moved it through the apartment and down three flights of stairs and back out to the front just in time to put the meat again. And I mean, that's just kind of how I used to do things, man. <laughs> Still cooking the whole but, time. That's beautiful. Just love it. Yeah, that's man, passion. But, yeah, that's the that's passion. I, right you know, there, I, for sure. That was just, you know, the, the passion I had to barbecue. I just did it as much as I could. Anytime I could, uh, I worked in the semiconductor industry at a job that I worked, you know, nights. And I would be that guy. You would be leaving to go to work at 730, 8 o'clock in the morning. I've already got the fit fired up and out there cooking, you know, food. So. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I kept doing that, man, and playing around with all kinds of stuff and recipes and this, that, and the other. And it progressed to I started doing uh, on-site barbecue catering, you know, and I uh, started my LLC, you know, the Dog Father's Barbecue LLC. Started that back in 2007. I <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, started that before I actually left uh, the semiconductor world. And, and uh, man, I did nothing but barbecue for six, seven months. Uh, but that was when, we, you know, we just started having our kids and didn't have, uh, you know, the this thing called medical insurance and all that and figured, yeah, oh, I probably better get my, my butt back in the, into the uh, industry here for a little bit. So anyway, like got back into power wholesale, you know, that's what I do now, uh, but kept, you know, catering on the side and that type of thing. And, you know, it just kept progressing and progressing, man. And finally, one of my friends, you, you probably know him, Johnny, uh, Mr. Federico. For, he's oh, the for, official for, photographer for the Dog Father's Barbecue. Federico, my brother, he's in the he's in the yeah, chat. He's man, in the chat. Yeah. He he might be in there today. I, I know he's supposed to. Oh, I in, see him right here. Th- that's my yeah, dog. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Federico kept at me. Him and uh, my wife Jean. You know, hey, you should start this YouTube thing. And and man, I finally decided. You know what? All right, let's do it. So we kicked it off. Uh, what was that? December of 2018. That's yeah. when I put out the first video and. Uh, Man, it's just, it's been a blast, man. It's a lot to learn. You know, doing a lot of this stuff on my own makes it uh, pretty cumbersome, but it's a lot of fun, man. So I'm just glad to be barbecuing and, uh, you know, just get what I know out there and uh, meet a lot of fantastic people like yourself, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I caught up. Oh, man. Let's see. We're Actually, yeah, we're going on. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be hitting our two-year anniversary of the show in beginning of august Mm -hmm. so yeah i jumped in um it was it was the um you know i followed different guys here and there on youtube i wasn't heavy into it Mm. but um when we started it it was somebody was on on the hot seat that night though of the week we started and i watched the hot seat with cj and kent and you know, started jumping in the chat and slowly, yeah. slowly getting to know everybody, you know, and next thing you know, we're having full-blown conversations during everyone's lives, mm-hmm. you know, commenting on, checking out everyone's videos, and and really, we've, we've built a family on it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. you know, I'm, uh, you know, CJ came out here a couple, back in January for mm-hmm. a couple things, and he goes, I can't come into New England without co- meeting up with you. 
So cool. Isn't and it? you know, we walked in. You walked <clears throat> in the house, and you know, you know, big hugs, and yeah. you know, the um, twins, twinsies with your pork pie hats, yeah. by the way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's talk about that for a quick one. <laughs> the uh, you know, the the allergies kicked up for a quick second. Yeah. And it was like you know, it was literally the first time we ever met each other. Yeah. But we've been friends for a year and a half. Felt like you know, we knew each other already. And, it's just and with the everybody, name with face, it's almost surreal. You're like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. I you know, to you how many times? Just online, same thing. If that. Alton comes up here, or, or I go down there, you know, we're gonna meet up, and you know, like we've known each other for years. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing. You Absolutely. know, the friendships and the family bond at that barbecue has a. Uh, that's you know, one of the things has awarded us all with is the the true friendships we have all over the country, even all, all over the world for that matter. Yep. Which which that's what we call that hashtag barbecue fan. That's it. Yep. Absolutely. And it's different all over the world too. And it's interesting to see what other people do at different parts of the world, different parts of the country. You know, there's always something that makes barbecue unique, right? <laughs> Elton, just letting you know, Kent's starting some trouble right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into that question. So you know, you were going to bring it up. Um, Kent wants to know who makes the better jug, Alton or Gene. Well, let's tell people what the jug is Damn. first. We're going to talk. Explain okay. what what is the jug. I mean, <laughs> we obviously have done our research on the jug. Oh yeah. But we can't just talk about the jug like everyone knows what the jug is. So bring up the what question. What is the jug? All right, so the jug. Um, basically, you know, how it ended up, you know, here in, in, you know, Texas, Austin area, man, we're big into Tex-Mex when that means margaritas. Mm. You know, you want to go out to your favorite place, get your margaritas or your Mexican martinis, you know, or whatever. And the problem that I have is that it seems like everywhere we go, they're just really weak. You know, I can't really get one. It just, you know, just really kind of get, gets you on that edge, you know. And, uh, man, I kept telling Gene, uh, I said, man, I just, I need something that's going to have a little bit more kick to it, you know? And, of course, you know, her being a, a former bartender, she's like, okay, I'll get in the lab and play around. And she created what we could judge, you know? And then all it really is is this, uh, you make, you take your uh, sweet and sour and your uh, tequila and you uh, <coughs> add your little orange juice. So you can skip the orange juice if you want to. Or, what do you or do? Maybe do you, add do a you skip poncho. the orange juice or do you add the orange juice? We go both. We go back and forth, man. Okay. So I think the batch she just made yesterday actually, I don't think it actually has orange juice in it, but I think the one before it did. Because so I, I, I remember hearing you say that that orange juice adds a little bit more natural sweetness in there. So if you like right. that, right, that would be a good option. Absolutely. Or if you like it a little stronger, you just fill the orange juice section with maybe more alcohol. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you know, we get a, you can put a little Cointreau in there, yep. you know, and, and mix it up a little bit. You know, the thing that takes it over the top is uh, she adds in vodka, you know, and vodka goes with just about everything. Hell yeah. You know, so when you actually get, if, if you, you've been up to the grocery stores, you've seen the big glass jars of sangria. Oh yeah. So basically, the, old, with, the old Carlo Rossi jugs. I'm sorry, say the old, the old Carlo Rossi jugs. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Talking with the wine, yeah, the old so, wine jugs, which were actually probably yeah. which were cheap, like ten bucks a bottle for a whole gallon, <laughs> which true. made those the exactly. best. But everyone I know that so, makes wine always use, saves those. And yeah, uses and, that, and, so. and that's where we 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 get those jugs, man, and she'll concoct it in there. I think you guys have probably seen the video that we did on it, and and that's where we put it in, you know. And if you really look at it, pretty much like 
half that jug is liquor. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. I, I measure. I look at, and it's it's really deceiving because depending if you have sausage fingers, like exactly. I exactly, and you are going three fingers of vodka. My three fingers are like my wife's whole hand. <laughs> so we might have to make a disclaimer. Exactly, man. Inches. But anyway, well, no. He, <laughs> on that particular video, I'll 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 I'll, I'll pub this video a little bit. Yep. He has a link to someone who he knows who does um, the vinyl printing. The vinyl printing. I, I saw has that. Saw sticker that. kits yes. made up that you can buy and put right so on it for perfect those, measurements. You sell those sticker kits. Absolutely. So then. We can make Absolutely. not just any jug. You can make <laughs> the, the jug. jug. <laughs> yeah, you know that was one of Jean's uh, one of Jean's friends. You know, she they got to talking one day, and she said, "Hey, well, I do these vinyls," and she sent some. And every time people would come to the house and they would see, they're like, "Where did you get this jug from?" You know, and I, we explain, "Hey, it's just a regular jug, but we got the vinyls." Well, I want some vinyls, you know, and. So, yeah, we put the link in there so that if uh, you guys out there want to make your own jug, you know where you can get the glass from. Now you know where you can get the vinyls from. So you can create it. And in fact, it's funny we're talking about this because one of my friends, dear friend from high school, you know, I just got to see her uh, last year. We hadn't seen each other since high school. And she sent me a text asking about the jug again. And I sent her the link to the video. And she shot me a picture back uh, the next day, or actually yesterday, she shot me a picture back. Where she actually made the jug, oh, so I thought beautiful. that was pretty cool. You that's know, it had cool. the labels and everything on it, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, man. But but uh, that's how the jug came about. And uh, like I said, every time we have people over to the house, we'll have the jug. Uh, basically, what we'll do is uh, we'll get a glass of ice and we'll give you a you know a dosa case and you kind of mix it together, or you can just put it on the rocks and just do it straight. And so, do you give uh, them a spare like bedroom say, with that in, with those uh, ingredients? <laughs> So they have Wait, a place to crash. <laughs> do, they, do you give them a spare bedroom to crash in after they drink the jug? And you know what, man? If it comes down to that, it comes down to that. You know, it's it's we had it before. I mean, let's so face we're it, responsible we, about it, and we know it's strong. But we'll warn you, hey, man, it's you're gonna run up on it thinking it's you know, oh, this is pretty good, but it's not all that strong. Yeah, it really is. It'll sneak up on you later. In fact, uh, Johnny Mags, we had uh, James from Amy McClaymore. <laughs> You know, we got to cooking one day, and he filled up his Yeti uh, a tumbler with that and didn't put any dosa case in it. Oh, so you get the 30, 30 ounces of straight yeah. jam. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And next thing I know, James is like walking around looking loopy, and he says, man, he's like, I didn't think this was going to be this strong. And he watched me make one, and I was putting dosa. He's like, hey, whoa, whoa, you putting beer in there? Like yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't put beer in this. I'm like, ah, I guess you're gonna be here a while. Because there are there are <laughs> versions. He has a, three oh, or yeah. four different versions of oh, yeah. the jug. Because uh, yeah. a couple month couple months ago, they um they had a meetup down at Alton's, and all the bunch of the boys got together, and a couple flew in and drove in, and everyone in the area, and they did a live hot seat with CJ and Kent from <laughs> right where. Alton's sitting right now, uh-huh. yep. and CJ was sipping on the jug, and he got about one and a half into it. And from what Alton was saying, his wife Jean just kept had kept on bringing him waters. And CJ's <laughs> a big boy like myself, you know. It, it hit him hard. And also yeah, another funny story about that: our good friend C Mac Craig McPherson 
asked if people were allowed in here in the studio today, but with the COVID going on, still no one's allowed in the studio because he heard you were on, so he was going to come in in his 6'10 frame wearing the Home Depot bucket and keep running behind <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? That was a it was a fun time. Uh, and man, C Mac, I apologize. We weren't trying to ruin the hot seat for you that night. We were literally having a lot of fun that yep. night. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, that was uh, Justin from Baby Back Maniac, Maniac that was running around with the with the uh, bucket on his head in the yard, which is it was kind of funny. Yeah, he was running with the bucket. Then you and Dash would just appear <laughs> in the in the frame on certain times when it was Absolutely. time for a super shot or something. It's funny it was, thing about it was drinking all and barbecue, isn't it? The jug. Absolutely. So, so you have it's funny because you have you know probably came up with this jug when you're sitting around waiting to spray your brisket or waiting to wrap your ribs because we have a lot of time in between if we're not you know preparing for oh, yeah. a lot of sides or doing anything so you come up with this jug and the catch twenty two is I mean when you barbecue you love to drink but you can't drink too much because you have a responsibility <laughs> especially on these really long cooks. So keep it hydrated. Absolutely. Oh, because when you're barbecuing, you're literally playing with fire. I mean, <laughs> literally playing with fire. If, you, if, if you're not on an easy bake. Oh, did I say that out loud? That's all right. Okay. It's an easy bake. Easy bake. So, Alton, everyone who knows you knows that your backyard is known as Barbecue Boulevard. Let's tell the people on some of the, uh, the equipment you might be having out there. <laughs> well... Let's see. So I've got a couple of Weber kettles. You know, I always got to have the faithful Weber kettles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got a pit barrel cooker back here. I've got the uh, Yoder YS640 back here, which I've got some beef ribs on for a video I'm filming right now, as a matter of fact. Nice, nice. Uh, I've got a uh, Camp Chef over here, the 36-inch uh, Camp Chef. Okay. Uh, I've got two uh, portable C4 from Ingrills, the C4 grills. Mm-hmm. So I've got the C4 and the C4S. I also have the M16 from M Grills. If you guys don't know about M Grills, you got to check check them out. Travis is doing just bananas work out there. Okay. So, uh, got that. That completes my M Grills line. Then I've got a couple of uh, Lone Star Grills. Ooh. So I've got my. Uh, you have a couple Lone Star Grills? Yeah, man. Are they offsets? Both offsets? Because I know they make offsets, right? The Lone Stars? So there's, there's the offset right there. Okay. So that is the 36-inch uh, uh, vertical offset with the warming oven. Okay, nice. And then I've got right there, I've got a, got a tarp on it to keep the rain and stuff out of it, but that's my 60 by 30 Santa Maria grill. Mm. And nice. then right here in front of them, right in between them, is my uh, standalone fire uh, grill from Backline Smokers. Backline mm. so, Fab. Definitely so, yeah, I've got that, uh, got that going in. Soon we're going to be adding a uh, competition pit from Backline Smokers. Okay. Um, okay. So do you do Ryan use Ryan is working on that now. What do you, for your catering jobs, what, uh, what do you prefer to cook on? Do you use all of them for different reasons, for different applications? Tell us about, well, tell us about, about that. Well, what I, what I did when I was doing, uh, you know, full-scale online or online, when I was doing on-site uh, barbecue catering, I actually have a trailer pit. Okay. So the first uh, the first trailer pit that I had, I had an old country trailer pit that was uh, built down in Laredo. Mm. Um, and that was one that I'd wheel out to your location and fire up and cook, you know, whatever it was. Uh, I then moved on, had a HBT 
uh, trailer. Yep, those are the ones with the uh, with the with the diamond plating on them, right? Diamond plate, exactly. Kev, exactly. Kevin Yours' favorite smokers, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. How, how'd you like that, that smoker? That was actually a pretty good one. That was a trailer. It was a good one. It was a good one. That was a trailer as well. Yeah, that Did was. Did you a have the warming well. cabinet in that as well? Because a lot of them come with the warming cabinets. Those. No, days. no, no, I didn't. Okay. See, the funny thing about that was I, I sold it. You know, I, I sold my first pit, and I, I ended up getting a, a. I don't know if you remember. I don't think they make them anymore, but it was a DPP, which is diamond plate pit. Mm. I had what was what was called a Fat Fifty, and that thing I had it built up in Dallas or whatever. But that thing was so huge, man. I. I, I it took up my whole garage. You know, whenever I I really put a bunch of meat on there. I only had that thing maybe half full, mm-hmm. you know? And so how, I many, how, how, many, how, many, how many gallons was that? Was that a, how, how big was that? Dude, one? I, man, they don't even get me lying on how many gallons it was. It was, it was a huge fit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was huge. You sell it. You still have it. No, I sold it. Okay. There's a guy that's here in Austin. Uh, Keith's barbecue. Good little plug for Keith. He's a cool go. dude. Uh, but he, he, so, yeah. he bought the pit and uh, he put it in and he has a bus that he uses and goes to South by Southwest and ACL and all this stuff. And that pit is still in there. So it went to a great owner and it's getting a lot of good use. So, uh, but no, I got rid of that one and I didn't have a pit for a little while. And then there was a bar here in, in, in the Pflugerville where I'm at. They wanted some barbecue. So oh, I got to go buy a pit right quick. So I went and bought the HBT. Yeah. So that's how I got that one. It was a HBT week, weekender, which was just a small offset. Uh, trailer pit. Yeah. Um, but I ended up selling that one a little while back because I it was pretty much in the garage. I wasn't really using it. I knew I was going to get this pit from Ryan at Backline Smokers, so I went ahead and sold that guy. So now, whenever I'm doing, you know, orders, I'll, I'll fire up my LSG mm-hmm. and I'll get things going on my LSG before that. If I had more, that was uh, I needed more capacity. Yeah, I would pull that HBT out into the uh, driveway, and I'd cook on that thing too. I'll tell but you, mostly what. it's the LSG, man. I do a lot of that cooking on. I'll tell you what, uh, one of our uh, listeners just said it. Man, your wife must be a saint. I'm letting you have all these grills because I'll tell you this: I just have my Air Jordan stacked in the breezeway, and I get yelled at. <laughs> Never mind, you know, smokers lined up in the back. Oh, the star of the show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 Gene. Get in there, honey. Let's go. Now, Gene. now you have to be part of this. Hi, Gene. <laughs> How are you? Hey, I'm good, thanks. I just want to thank you uh, for letting Alton have all those smokers. Oh, sure. So we can make <laughs> awesome videos and keep us well. entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you asked earlier who makes the better jug? Yeah, I make the stronger drug. And you know, he <laughs> said he also he said you. that when you when you weren't here as well. Just so you know, he yeah. actually means it. <laughs> there you go. There and you go. and Alton, that that question came from our good our good friend Ian Hemming from ah, CustomCuttingBoardsRUs.com. Get yours now. Get your brisket board, <clears throat> and he, and he also does customs. So check him out. It'll be the last cutting board you will ever Where's, buy. Where's that from again? In Texas. No, what's the name of it? Custom Cutting Boards R Us. That's the letter warp R. After you wash them so many times, it's not to nope. warp on your crack in the, the middle. The brisket board is what? A good three oh. feet by 18 inches anyway? It is enormous. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick Absolutely. question. <clears throat> I have Absolutely. a quick question about your... I saw in one of your, one of your videos <clears throat> that when you were using the... Um, I think you would. I think you were doing a, a brisket. A recent video, maybe your last video, last one or two videos, um, that you put a smoke tube 
in your Yoda YS pellet smoker. Is, yes, sir. is that because you're just not going to get that smoke or you feel you don't get that? I've seen it done too. and I've seen a lot of people do it. You just don't get as much smoke in the pellet as you would on an offset, but you still want to get that smoke flavor in there. Correct? Right. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So what I do with it is I'll, you know, fill that tube up, uh, get it burning, and I'll put that in the in the pit as well. So what happens is, is again, you're not going to get the same smoke flavor. And people can tell you that, well, I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, you start off a lot lower mm. in temperature. You know, I'll start off probably 225 or so, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll run that for the first two to three hours, and I'll run that smoke <clears throat> tube uh, in there as well just to try and get a good little extra smoke going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once we get past that point, then I'll go ahead and get back to my normal uh, cooking temperatures. Mm-hmm. And for me, that tends to get me a little bit more smoke flavor into my meat, mm-hmm. but it still does not compare to when I, I fire up the uh, the offset LSG. Yeah. You know, burning street wood splits, post oak wood splits. It's not going to be the same on a pellet smoker, but you know, you can make it work. It's because the wood has so many different stages of combustion, and when you throw Absolutely. that in there and you run, I mean, you can run it off charcoal. You're kind of using that end stage of the combustion, that end flavor. If wood say has ten stages of combustion or whatever, you're miss. You're only getting maybe eight through ten with charcoal. You're missing right. one through seven all those different flavor profiles that all the different, you know, that as you burn the wood that it cycles through. And that's, what I think adds that authentic flavor, uh, flavor to, you know, any barbecue. I noticed actually when you wrap your brisket, you like to do it <laughs> during the thermostall, during the stall. You wrapped it like one sixty five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel you have the color? Let's talk about on a stick burner versus your your YS. Would you wrap that? Would you wrap the same time on your pellet that you would on your stick burner, or do you just basically go off the color? If it has the bark you want, then it doesn't really matter what the temperature is. You want to protect that bark and then let it ride. Wrap it. You crank up the heat and then finish it off. Is that kind of your method, or do you always stick to a always wrapping in the middle of the stall, no matter what? I always go by color. Boom. So once I get to the color that I'm looking for, yep. then it's time to wrap. You know, yep. obviously, whenever you're smoking, you're not going to get any more smoke in the meat once you hit 140 or so. Right. You know, right. so at that point, it's just you're just trying to get to where you're finishing off the cook of the meat and then try to get the meat tender. In brisket, and brisket, so, yep. Yeah. So what I do is, is once I hit that color, it just so happens that it's typically around 155 to 165, 170 maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I'll go ahead and wrap it. You know, and when I wrap it and get it back on the pit, I kick the temperature up another probably 25, 30 degrees. Mm. So I usually cook or smoke my briskets around that 250 to 270. So my stalls don't usually last as long as they should if you smoked it under 250. So I mm-hmm. always wrap usually around the 175 mark. Let it kind of you know, shrink a little bit, push that water out, and then eventually that 170, 175 mark when it's just kind of creeping out of the stall. Mm-hmm. Then it basically looks at me and says, I'm ready. Because I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, that brisket, all brisket, brisket's are like children because they just all behave differently. Absolutely. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to cook this brisket. And I get the question all the time, what should I cook my brisket up to? Or what should I wrap it at? Or what's the desired temperature? And I just, I say, guys, you just got to go by the feel. To probe temp and feel. 
You can feel those two muscles moving back and forth with that. That's when cool. all the connective tissue breaks down, you can pick it up and you can feel if it's ready. Yep. You know? And so. that's why I tell people, you know, when they ask me, I don't, I don't give them a temperature. Mm-hmm. You know, I, right. I try to make it a point to say, hey, I'm, I'm going by the color. Yep. You know, and when you say, well, you know, when it's finished, I, I cook it till it's done. I'm not being funny about it, but you'll know when you poke it with that probe and it, there's no resistance there. You know, it's just like you're stabbing jelly. Yeah. You know, you know that it's ready to go. And, and I, that's what you're looking for. And I think that, you know, the beginners out there, they, you know, and I, and I understand it. You know, they, it's something that's totally new to them and they want some sort of guide to go by. And so what I used to tell people, you know, if, if you just really don't understand it, I'll tell you, just put your meat on the pit, smoking until you get to an internal temperature of 150, 155 take it out of the pit and throw it in the oven, mm. you know, because you're not that. a stick burner. You know, you're, you're, you're wanting to make the brisket, but there's a little bit more to it, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're not really comfortable with, you know, maintaining the fire and keeping those temperatures, this is going to be the easy, easiest way for you. You know, mm. you got the smoke on it at that point, you really just need the heat to break down the connective tissue and everything mm-hmm. and get that, br- that brisket tender. So put it in the oven. Now, if you are comfortable with running your pit, you know, long term and maintaining fires, then cool. You wrap it at that 150, 155 or whatever and and let it go until you get up to about 200 degrees. And then Mm -hmm. you just want to make sure it just feels really jiggly. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. Now, do I do it that way now? No, I don't really do it that way. But that's a good guide for people that really don't, you know, understand and kind of want something to get into. Yeah. I actually like the way you that you probed your brisket. You know, I always say you don't want to poke a lot of holes in your wrap, right? Right. And right. Uh, I've been going usually uh, I'll put one hole in the point area in the middle, kind of feel uh, left, right, up, down, and, and then I do the same in like the flat. But I saw how you did it, and I actually liked what he did was he just stuck it in the middle from the side, mm-hmm. and then he could go left to the flat couple areas and then turn it and go this way go into the point and right. you still got your one hole you're not letting it all the you mm-hmm. know steam out or, or you know you just kind of i thought that was a pretty simple little thing sometimes right oh yeah just a little and, thing. And that's a great great segue into my next one mm. uh of how he you know how he inserts the his pro position you did a cook yesterday of a Ooh, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. A 40-ounce <laughs> Wagyu tomahawk. On the, Ooh, I almost fell off my the, chair. Exactly. Sorry. Jesus. On the good old Weber, Weber kettle. <laughs> yes, sir. How was that, brother? It looked amazing. Man, that that tomahawk was just awesome. But it smoked and first and then reverse sear? Did you just go direct? Always. Mm. Reverse sear is the way to go for me. That's the it. way to go on a steak. Yes, so I believe it. I actually uh, released that video this morning. So it's out there if you guys want to take a look at it. But but yeah, what I did with that that steak, I, I got some uh, suckle busters in from old Dan and, mm-hmm. and old Rick, you know, and so I, it was the first time I'd ever used the 1836 beef rub. Delicious. So, oh, it was. I put that with that uh, SPG, and, uh, man, we coated that uh, tomahawk down, and we smoked it on the kettle with some hickory. And uh, the way I do mine is I smoke it to about 80 degrees, and then I'll flip it over and let it go up again to about 115. And then I'll kick the temperature up, get the grill grates on or whatever, and then once I slap it on there, I'm usually, depending on the thickness of the meat with that big, you know, thickness on that uh, tomahawk, 
I ran those for about two minutes a turn. Yeah. So, yeah. So I hit two minutes, flipped it. Next two minutes, I flipped and turned. Two minutes, flipped it, and then it was ready to go. Yeah, because so those, those nice little diamond uh, pattern on it, and, yeah. and man, that thing came out just it was it was perfect, man. It was perfect. Yeah, because those grill grates, if I'm not mistaken, they had uh, they cranked up for you well over 600 degrees. You were probably cooking oh, yeah. at about 650. Absolutely, I, I think yesterday when I ran that, um, I think these were up to about 580. You know, it was when I took the last reading on it anyway before yeah. I started cooking on it. But it was about 580. But, yeah, I've had my grill grates up to 700, 750. I've actually – I have a set that I actually melted. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know they could melt, you know, at the yeah. time. I, this was my first got them, and I didn't realize they could melt. But, yeah, they'll melt if you get them too high, guys. So no don't overheat them. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a beautiful <laughs> steak. It was phenomenal. I saw that. I did. It was phenomenal. So, so Alton – <clears throat> what is your favorite protein to cook? Mm. My favorite to cook. And then mm. I'm going to want to know the least favorite after that. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I cook steak a lot, but I have to say that my favorite to cook, just because of the wow factor, has got to be the bruschetta. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a video I, I didn't watch. I gotta watch that one. Yep. So that thing comes out, man, and people see it, and and you tap on it, and you you can just hear the crunchiness. And I start cutting with that serrated knife, oh. and it's just it's awesome. It's awesome stuff, man. So I actually made one of those when all the guys were here for the uh, for the meetup. And now, is that your favorite thing to eat as well as to cook, or do you have something different um, that you like to eat rather than cook? That's a fun thing to cook that you like. So is there a, is that is your favorite I, I thing noticed, to eat as well for barbecue? Well, I know this is gonna sound funny, but um, as much as I barbecue, I don't eat it as much as people would think I do. You know, even when uh, I, I I got with my friend um, old John Brotherton has a barbecue spot here, we go up and do brisket camp at Texas A and M. So we do brisket camp and uh, barbecue camp and. And the funny thing is we're cooking all these briskets. And I mean, it might be a good 80 something, close to 100 briskets we're cooking. We might have one bite. You it's, know? And and it's usually, off, and I'm sure it's usually off the point. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We're going to get the best part. Man. Come on. Right. But, um, but no, we'll, we'll take off, man, and, and go get fried chicken or sandwich or something. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just, I don't know. For me, man, I, I like grilled steak. Uh, I think a ribeye, nothing beats a good ribeye. Um, so I, I kind of like ribeyes. Um, outside of that, man, I think it's probably a Well, if you don't, if you're not going to eat those beef ribs that you're cooking, I'll give you my address. You could just <laughs> overnight them to Johnny and I. I'm sure we'll, <laughs> we'll give you a shout out. I promise. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so Gene. What, in your opinion, is the best thing Alton cooks? His bacon. Ooh. Uh, you like that? That's, yeah. another, that's a whole other segment. Oh. Yeah. You got a little, got some tricks with bacon there? Yeah. He's got some skills with the bacon. I'm going to do a video on that. All right. I want to see a bacon porchetta with the skin on. That's what I do. 
You, that, is that, is that the, that's what you do? That's the pork at it? Because you can mm-hmm. do you yeah, use different, different cuts, whole right? Pork belly. Or is it always the pork belly? With a pork at it always the pork belly? Or because you could do different cuts of porchetta. Yeah, but it's usually you roll, yeah. the, the, you roll pork the, belly. the pork yeah. belly. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I've actually seen, you know, videos where they actually take the entire pig, mm. you know, and debone the pig mm-hmm. and then make that the entire pig, the porchetta. Because it's basically it's it's just that that uh, pork is stuffed and wrapped. Man. Beautiful. I ate before the show and I'm hungry. Is this what it's gonna <laughs> is this what's gonna happen every week? Get ready, buddy. I'm going to get hungry. Get, t- take a good look. Within a half an hour of actually eating, I'm going to get hungry now every show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I'm already getting yelled at from the guys downstairs not bringing in snacks. Oh, yeah. You'll, it's called hazing. You'll, you'll learn. <laughs> you'll learn. When am I going to get jumped in? I'm just waiting to get jumped in. Don't worry about it. We're not going to tell you. No, you. It's not getting jumped in. We've got to get you jugged. Jugged in. Oh, man. <laughs> Woo. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to purchase a uh, decal kit. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that links in the description. Jeans decal kits rock. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> well, Alton, thank you so much, brother, for taking some time to join with us. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know you're you're busy with the filming and everything, and be bouncing work. So I really appreciate you taking some time to to finally finally we're able to uh, hook up a date. So thank you, brother. Do we have time for Hey, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, before I go, thank you for what you're doing for all of us in uh, YouTube land and barbecue, uh, the barbecue community, having us on, getting us some exposure. And uh, guys, if uh, you, you haven't subscribed to my channel, make sure you hop on there, subscribe to the Dogfather's Barbecue YouTube channel. 100%. Check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Facebook. And uh, hey, connect with me. Let's, Thanks, man. Let's get together. Let's cook something. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, guys. Brother, thank you for coming on. Gene. Always lovely to see nice you, to dear. Nice to meet you, Gene. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So Real exciting. So that Thanks went well, the first yeah. show. My man, so many more to go. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Exciting we, stuff. We got, we, a lot, we got a lot planned. Yes, we do. We got yeah, a lot we, planned. We got a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. Yep. But yep. that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. Um, on social media, you can find us at Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Pit Life BBQ. Also, you can find us on New England Pitmasters. Mm-hmm. Um, That's our group on Facebook, Pit Life Barbecue, our group. Uh, in New England Pitmasters pit on YouTube also. Yeah, new underscore England underscore Pitmasters underscore barbecue. And then mine's, of course, at the, at the underscore barbecue broker. Barbecue broker and Johnny on Max on YouTube. Yep. Uh, on any questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, please subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. We got some incredible numbers that came in this past month. Yeah. And a bunch of spikes and a bunch of the divisions. So it's just going to go straight. I can't it's wait till next week. Grilling season honest, has officially started when that spike hits. And everyone's tuning in. Everyone's getting ready, primed up. But uh, great first show, brother. Awesome, brother. All right. Looking forward to next week, guys. And until next week, keep the, the smoke, smoke rolling. rolling. Hang on. Attention cigar smokers, or even friends of a cigar smoker. If you're looking to relax with a nice premium cigar or looking for a great gift for a cigar smoker, this is the gift that keeps on giving. 
Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com have created the Cigar of the Month Club. For just $24.99 per month, you or your friend will receive four different premium handmade cigars every month. And shipping and handling is included. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com, and go to the Cigar of the Month Club. You can stop anytime because there's no contract, but you won't because this is a tremendous deal for our listeners. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com, and click the Cigar of the Month Club. At the same time, if you want to learn about the cigars you receive each month, you can smoke along with them on their own podcast called The Cigar Authority. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a nice premium cigar from our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.